Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Brook with Ken Beadle Paradigm Futures. Well, after kind of a mixed morning, we are starting to see here as we move through the mid-session, mostly higher prices, just a few exceptions, Kent, and uh, feels a little more like a risk on day than yesterday. But corn and soybeans trying to rally here. Do you think we got a little overdone to the downside? Are we done going down there? Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, it sure is nice to just see some green numbers. It's been a while. Um, we started out the morning after being higher overnight uh, with another sell-off and for us to recover quickly kind of gave the market a look like we are oversold. Um, I, I think that the uh, stochastics and the RSIs that I watch every day uh, were at some of their lowest levels that we've seen here in many, many months. And so, um, you know, it feels like uh, with the way that we, we hit the market yesterday to start a new week, that there was maybe just a little bit of exhaustive type selling. Keep in mind that we did ultimately rally and close off of the lows yesterday. Not that we didn't close lower, but uh, it acted uh, as if maybe uh, we've made an important low. We, we sold off early this morning and went and tried to uh, tried to retest those areas. And then ultimately here we're getting a rally. And, um, you know, that's all indicative of, uh, uh, if nothing else, uh, at least uh, some exhaustion and maybe uh, uh, some sort of a short-term, short-covering kind of rally ahead of Friday's USDA report. Yeah, I was going to say, we did have one of the worst starts here to both corn and soybeans for any year in recent memory here. Um, but, how much more do you sell off here, especially as you point out, going into the WASDE report? Well, I'm I'm thinking that we won't make any additional new lows ahead of the WASDE. Um, and, uh, you know, again, frankly, I think with uh, the size of the short position in corn um, and the fact that we've turned um, we've turned the position short in soybeans with a carryout that's still uh, lower than each of the last three. Um, you know, we may want to trim some of those positions from the funds ahead of that number on Friday, because while everyone is, I think, fearful of a bearish report, certainly growers are, um, you do have a big short position and a, uh, uh, a something that would be a little bit more bullish, um, you know, could really drive a lot of buying into the market on Friday if it were, were to occur. Yeah, no doubt, especially when you're leaning this hard short going into that report. You know, a lot of it has been taking weather risk premium out because of the rains that fell in Brazil. But here again, you know, do you think we got overdone with that whole thing as well? Well, what's interesting about the rains in Brazil is that um, you're not getting a corresponding increase in uh, production estimates out of South America. On the other hand, we've uh, you know, continued to see estimates fall. Uh, most of the estimates last week uh, came in lower once again, despite the fact it was raining in Monte Grosso. And um, uh, we've heard uh, uh, some private estimates here uh, this week that are actually significantly lower than some of the ones we heard last week. Now, I don't know how much credence I wanna put in some of those estimates, but uh, I do think that, you know, it, it seems fairly clear that we've got a smaller crop than we thought that we had in Brazil. Um, granted, Argentina is probably going to do just fine this year. And, uh, you know, that's a big bump in production because they had only half a crop last year. But still, um, you know, 
some of the estimates in Brazil are are careening now toward you know between 12 and as many as 15 million metric tons below last year. So it that you know takes away a lot of the increase in Argentina. And again, keep in mind the U.S. balance sheet at the moment is still. Uh, lower or, or tighter than each of the last three years. Uh, so, um, you know, if uh, if we don't see exports actually fall a little further, or crush fall a little bit further, um, you know, the the soybean valuation in you know in the low twelves, like we tested yesterday, seems to be awful cheap. And I'm just not mm-hmm. sure we're going to get a whole lot cheaper than that unless we see something um, dramatically bearish on Friday's report. Well, speaking of exports, though, you would have thought maybe we would see some flash sales with this kind of a pullback in all of the grains, wouldn't you? Well, actually, what I was expecting with this pullback and with some of the rumors out of China is that we might see some flash cancellations. And we didn't see that. So uh, I wonder if that doesn't maybe, um, again, lead to some of this uh, short covering here, at least ahead of the report. Right. And in fact, um, if you talk about wheat specifically, there was talk yesterday that, you know, or there's been rumors flying that China was going to be in buying U.S. wheat. And then yesterday we did get kind of a cancellation rumor there as well. But today, do you think the bounce here is just short covering or not? Oh, I mean, it's hard to say. We did not get a, a flash sale this morning. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're always going to get a flash sale every time we sell something to China. The, the quantity needs to be over 100,000 uh, uh, 100, tons. And um, so I, it, it's hard to say. Once again, um, there were rumors of cancellations yesterday. And the fact that we didn't see one of those um, may have may be leading to some of the short covering if that's what it is. The other thing I'd mention is that on yesterday's inspections report, we actually saw that we were loading some of the previous sales to China. Um, we, I think, loaded uh, at least a couple of boats of soft red off of the West Coast. And we also uh, loaded some uh, uh, some hard wheat off the West Coast as well. So uh, destined for China. I, you know, I think those are actually, you know, somewhat good signs. Yeah. Do you think maybe we haven't seen more flash sales just because of the shipping issues that we have currently going on? Well, I think that the shipping issues are actually a very big deal. Okay. And if you think about what's happened here with a major spike in in ocean freight rates that are tied to things that might be somewhat short-term in nature. And if you're an end user and you want to bring, you know, some grain to your country, um, unless you need it really badly and right now uh, um, a spike like the one we saw you know might just kind of slow things down a little bit but it doesn't necessarily mean that the demand won't be there it's just potentially being delayed until uh you know we see freight rates come back down a little bit yeah Live cattle futures back to the plus side of course uh, we kind of faded the weather yesterday in the strong cash trade but today, are we back trading weather or what's the what's the uptick from? Yeah, well, I think it is weather. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about multiple systems that are going to come through the Southern Plains. Um, I, I think it has to worry traders a little bit. Um, we're talking about very cold temperatures, potentially a lot of slow. 
of snow and uh, maybe three systems uh, over the span of the next uh, week or so. So, um, I mean, it is a little, was surprising yesterday that we could, didn't find a little bit more support, but yesterday seemed very much like a risk off day in all commodities. And uh, um, maybe we just delayed uh, trading this, what I think is a little bit more bullish uh, situation in the cattle, considering the weather that we're going to have. You bet. Hog market, what do you think there? Fourth day up here, are we trying to form a seasonal low? I think we are. Um, if you take a look at the CME index and the way that it has been um, fluctuating, uh, you know, higher on a couple of days and then moving lower for a couple of days and then moving higher again, that's kind of the price action that you would expect when you are making a seasonal low. And, um, you know, obviously it's January. Um, you know, we, we would anticipate that uh, from this point forward seasonally, we would start to see higher prices. And, uh, um, you know, once you start to get evidence of that, it's it's not hard to imagine that uh, that the funds who have a maybe 30,000 contract short position uh, might start to want to cover that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for joining us, Campita, with Paradigm Futures. That is Markets Now.